Hello, and welcome to Take Me Through Your Day, and welcome to Season 4. Uh, my apologies for the super long summer hiatus, but we have a lot of interesting things going on. we got a brand new studio, and it just, I'm, I don't even want to get into everything that's going on, but it's, it's, it's very exciting, and there's a ton of backlogged episodes, so it's really not going to affect any of the episodes in the next foreseeable future but it's still very exciting on this episode we have a nurse and if you were ever considering this job uh, if you're, you know in high school and you want to go down this path or you're just thinking of a career change or whatever there's a lot of really good information here and I think you'll really enjoy it so I'm gonna leave it at that um, and as per usual, if you or someone you know would like to be on the show, we can be reached at TakeMeTYD on all social media and TakeMeTYD at gmail.com. Enjoy the show. So, what do you do for a living? I'm a nurse. All right. Or like a... <laughs> Is there any specific title to... Is it just nurse? Yeah, it's just nice, pretty much. All right, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's dive back into how you got there. In high school, did you have an idea what you wanted to do with your life? No. All right, so take <laughs> me through that. You get through high school thinking... Uh, I didn't know what I wanted to do at all. I just I knew I needed to go to college. And then when I got to college, I was like, um, hmm. Well, I'm going to have to pay this back, so I should probably figure out what I can do for that. Um, and I always liked, like, the body and things like that. I liked science, so it kind of fit together. As I took more science classes, which, because I went for a general, um, it's like a general, I think, what was it? It would have been, like, math and science. I can't remember. It would have been a very basic biology degree, I think, or something like that. Um which is basically your next step would be you either go to med school, which I could go to med school, or you do like physical therapy or physician assistant or something like that. Generally speaking, were you a good student? In high school? Yeah. No. Okay. In high school, <laughs> All right, no. so how, how not good? Are we talking bad or are we talking like just talking middle of the road kind of? C's, C's get diplomas in high school. All like right. all C's. Yeah. And it was... C's, C's, C's. Unless it was an easy class, then you got a B. <laughs> yeah, makes sense. All right, so you start going to college, you're taking these classes. Did anything click at any point? Like, what was the decision-making factor that brought you down this road? Uh, I had to pay for it, so I was like, <laughs> I should probably make it worthwhile. So I was an A, B student in college. Even in, like, the real hard classes, I either got A's or B's or, like, high B's. Were you just like really into it? Like this has to matter now it because has of the to money. Matter. Yeah. Okay. Because it was like game on. In high school, as long as you can get accepted to a college, it's fine. Because then you can go. But then college, you have to kind of. This is when it matters what you can actually do in life. So it was, I kind of decided, and my parents were like, they helped me out a little bit in college. So they they said if I didn't get great get good grades, I'd have to come home. So. Did you go locally, or were you out of state? No, I just went to a state school, oh, so right. it wasn't bad. It right. was affordable, it was close. It was a good deal. Okay, so you get the ball rolling on that. Um, can you just give us a, just a little bit of insight of what someone would expect if they start going 
for these types of classes to get where you are? Um, it's going to be like your basic sciences. You're going to do chem, bio, and like microbio, which is learn about the cell. It's, it's just like a amped up stuff you've already learned in high school. Yeah. Just like further and more content. I never really noticed that, um, until I, I wanted to like start learning anatomy for other things. I didn't realize how much they like push biology even before you start anatomy. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. Well, that's the interesting thing is I never took anatomy in high school. I just, I, I wanted to, it's just like, I was kind of do the least amount of work possible in high school and get it over with. But when I got to college, I took anatomy and it was like awesome. Like there were so many parts of the body. And then I also had an anatomy lab and that was amazing. So we actually got a cadaver and like, I was able to like isolate tissue and do all this cool stuff like see the muscle right in front of me like touch it isolate it what was the first cadaver you guys did did you do like a cat first or did you do no we did it you jumped right into it we did a person Ooh, jumping right now, in. now how much hands-on time do you get in those type of situations as you as a student not as a oh as a student our anatomy labs are like a couple hours so like two to three hours um and you basically rotate through it's like you're with kind of like 3d not 3d printed but like those type of like plastic versions of anatomy and then you had a rotation where it's like probably like 30 minutes of like you're back in the actual like with the cadaver cadaver and um i'd say yeah like that's like once a week so like probably thirty minutes once a week, but you're not. The that's still of, pretty hands on. Yeah, yeah, for, yeah. yeah. Um, and that's just for a semester, and it was it was really cool. And then the the cool the coolest part was, and I felt most useful is um, and so part of the anatomy is just like knowing what things are and what they're called and like identifying them, and that, I mean that's really all it is. And uh, our test like you had the plastic models where you would go. What is this? And it was, I don't know, something random, like humorous, basic, and then there's like parts of the humorous. Yeah. But then you go to the cadaver, and it's like, what's this? And it's labeled, and it's got a little stick, and it's actually like a real person. You know, it's cool. That's the sciatic nerve, and the sciatic nerve is like that big. And you can. Like, what is that? The size of like a marble? Um, how would I say? Like it? a penny? I'm just trying to like translate it to audio. Yeah. A little bit thicker than a jump rope. Okay. That's like, imagine just seeing that. It's the most white you've ever seen. Really? Like, that's the, yeah, I would It's like as white. I wish I could explain it to, like, people listening. But that. Like a white cheek. Like it's, a super it's white. unnaturally white. Wow. Yeah. Huh. Which is really cool. It's fascinating. Mm-hmm. So that was cool. That was like, and that was useful because you're like, it's not just like, I mean, I'm never going to use it, but it's useful if for someone who were, because in that time I was possibly studying to do anything like it could be med school it could be this it could be that so your options are open and you're just taking these yeah, classes because you kind of know the avenue yeah. you know what you like so it's like what a good baseline so anybody who's going anywhere can gets like pretty much all the experience you can get like before that so mm-hmm. that was really cool now for something like see you're just you're just like I don't want to say run-of-the-mill nurse you are you just like are you run a run-of-the-mill nurse like if someone thinks nurses like that's what uh, I do Floor nurse. Floor, floor nursing, yeah. Because nurse, you can do a lot, but floor nursing is like in the hospital, 
on like a med surge or post-op floor, basically. All right, so well, post-op, that's a really good... I would say post-op. That's well, we're, we're going we're gonna to get into that. I just want to just mop up the, the college <laughs> time. Like, how much time were you spending? It's is it a four-year degree plus more? No, it was just four. But I had to get accepting it, accepted in a nursing school because I what, didn't go into originally. Um, there was a year they said they... I think it was my sophomore year. They said you've been accepted. No, it was my junior year. And... I played my sophomore year, and they said, you'll be accepted in this class, not next year, but the next year. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, what do I do? They said, just fill credits, and then when you get to the last two final, when you get to your final nursing, you'll just have to do nursing stuff, and you won't have to focus on anything else, which is what I did. I, all I had to do my last two years was just nursing. So you so, went for a total of five, right? Yeah. Just well, one my last year. three years. The third year, yeah. Now, is that always the case, or is it because you didn't know what you wanted to do right away? It was because I didn't know what I wanted to do right away. So, potentially, you could have just went straight from high school to nursing school? Yeah, I, I always get confused with the timeline. So, the nursing, hands-on nursing at the school I went to is, like, first year, prereqs, third, second, fourth, uh, second, third, fourth. That's just, like, that is, like, more hands-on nursing. So me, because I came in my junior year, I actually had to go five years, so I had an extra year, but my last two years were just nursing, strictly. All right, now from a financial standpoint, is, is there a huge difference? Having that extra year, was uh, it like paying for a whole extra year of college, or did you actually cover a lot of ground that helped? I covered enough ground, it was okay, but I also was like an RA or a dorm advisor, so that paid. It was like, I didn't stay at college for two years, two or three, two years, but I actually did. Yeah. It was like, it was free. I got free room and board for two years, so. Yeah. That I'm... paid for itself, so it kind of negated the fact that I was behind. All right. And the extra schooling was just a little bit more, but nothing like it would have been if I had to pay to live. Fair enough. If you, you graduate, now what's the move? Do you have to be... Are you just going on job interviews, or is this something you need to be accepted to do? Well, so let me back up a little, just a hair. You did clinicals, right? Mm-hmm. Clinicals. Can you explain real quick what clinicals are? Uh, you go in and you do, like, a small part of what a nurse would do. Four credits, right? Four credits, yeah. Nice. So this is part of the schooling? This is part of the schooling. And right. you were, you had to drive all the way. Yeah. You, you had to drive, like, an hour in, mm-hmm. away from the school just to get those yeah, clinical hours, yeah. right? yeah. And that's twice a week, maybe more. I think it was just twice how, how a week. long were those shifts, quote unquote? Ooh, eight hours. Oh, so they were full shifts. You had to drive. Yeah, it was like working, but not mm. for free. Yeah, but for free. Well, <laughs> but for, for not a lot of money. Yeah, it's ten hours for you know. Yeah. The experience. Yeah. Really. Exactly. And you did that for a whole one semester, like. No, you did two. that for three years every semester. The first two, actually, you're right. The first two semesters. Like, the first year is just three-hour clinicals, mm-hmm. and then it goes to eight the next two years, which is useful. And that's that's of the nursing program, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so that was your last three years. Yeah. Okay, so that, now that's how you... And Now, did that help you get a foot in the door somewhere where you're working now? It kind of... Because they know you have these clinical hours, like, you... If you go to apply for a job, they know that you've never... They know that you've at least set foot in the hospital and done stuff <laughs> yeah. like that. Um, when I 
I applied to be an aide somewhere while I was in school, and that's kind of like how you got. I got my foot in the door with places, but a lot of times, like nursing is such high demand because there's a very high turnover rate because it's stressful. Um, so like a lot of times, you can just apply without doing that. But it's nice to be in a system to where you get to see all the jobs open first before the public does, and yeah, you get you get that little bit of that inside. Yeah. And you get more experience, too. And you get know the normal flow from, like, being an actual employee versus student. There's less responsibility as a student. Okay, so how did you get... Did Are you at the first job that you got? Oh, uh, no, no. So, since I've graduated? Yeah, just yeah. Give, me, give me the timeline from, from then, when you graduated, to, to now. And then we'll, you know, start the show. So, graduated... Um, and 17 and now it's 19. So I had applied and got that job that I'm at now probably months before I even graduated, but, and before I even had my RN license. Uh-huh. Were you, were you doing the nurse's aid job there and that's I, why your foot was so heavy in the door there? Um, or? with the same general company, the big company, like, um, but not with, um, not that actual floor. Different mm-hmm. floor. Different floor. Same. We were in the same building, though? No. Different different hospital. Different hospital. Different. Okay. But it's the same. But it's still the parent. same umbrella. Yeah. Kind of. yeah, it's still floor nursing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. So let's get into your day a little bit. Um, and again, we're just going to do this on an average kind of basis. Mm-hmm. When do you wake up? Uh, depends on if I work a night or a day. If I work. Well, let's do both. Well, I guess actually it's. Just 12 hours different, so day, 4 a.m., mm-hmm. night, 4 p.m. Okay. Now, do you set an alarm for 4? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Now, I do set you... two alarms. Okay. Is this something you do on your phone? I do my phone and then Alexa. Hey, right, how about that? <laughs> <laughs> and um, so on the, on the second alarm, you're just up and out of bed? So they both go off at the same time. It's just in case <laughs> my phone dies. Sometimes my phone will like power down. Okay, so it's like a backup it's thing a backup. more than it is a snooze thing. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay. So your alarm goes off. What do you do? Run me through your morning routine a little bit. Um. So what time? What time do you have to be in work? At work too? But I don't have to be there till six. But All right, so you're an early, early riser for work. Yeah, I like to be like so awake, nice awake. Two hour buffer zone. What are you? Mm-hmm. What are you doing in that two hours? So I usually leave an hour early for work. And I'm usually at work for 30 minutes early. Okay, not, so commute time's because... like a half hour? Yeah, yeah, I would say commute time's okay. a half hour. Well, let's hour. go back. We're getting a little ahead of ourselves. Mm-hmm. So you, you get up, what's what's the next move? What are you, what are, what are you doing? Um, getting the coffee, pressing go on the coffee. Because I set, I usually make the coffee the night before. And just hit it go the next morning. And then shower, do your de- you know daily hygiene stuff get dressed, get my coffee. Usually it only takes like 30 minutes to do that. And then everything else is kind of just like deciding whether I'm going to eat or just like relax until then because I like to be up. Um, and then I leave at probably like 5, 5.05. What is an average breakfast for you if, you, if you're having one? Um, if it's not cereal, I'll do like actually anything, a breakfast sandwich breakfast sandwich. <laughs> what kind of cereal if you're going for cereal um cheerios all right with just cheerios or anything on them 
So I remember when I was heavy, a kid. Heavy amounts of sugar. Is sugar on them? Yeah. I was saying, I remember when I was Plain a kid. Cheerios, I... mad sugar. All right. And then so if in that window, if you do decide to relax for a little bit, what are you what are you doing? I'm watching YouTube. Probably watching highlights from the game. Any game that was on, like whether it be NHL, NFL. Just watching the highlights, trying to keep updated with it. Um, All right, so you get out of the house, you start your commute. What are you doing during the commute? You listen to anything? Uh, yeah, I'm usually probably listening to just Spotify, anything like the popular music of today on Spotify. Like I'd say, Spotify's top fifty. Just stay so up. yeah, it just yeah, yeah. It. it got you. It figured it out. Just <laughs> <laughs> so you get into work. What's the what's the first move? Do you have a parking space? Do you go in a parking garage? Parking garage, or if it's daytime, there's a like an offsite park. We, then you have to walk like, I don't know, like a half mile to get to my floor, basically. All right. But if it's a nighttime, I can park in the parking garage and it's a short walk. So I park in the parking garage, walk to, up to the floor, take the elevator, get up there, put my stuff down, grab my stethoscope. Uh, when you say you put your stuff down. Just like my jacket, pretty much. No, no, no. I, I got that part, but I mean, is there lockers? Is there? You they have like a, like a, a staff lounge. Okay. Which I mean, you pretty much just used to eat off the floor, um, but sometimes at work I eat just snack. I don't really eat, eat. But anyway, so I put all my stuff in there. There's like coat hangers, lockers. Um, we have like two square lockers we're allowed to use. So grab my stethoscope out of there. I have separate shoes. Sometimes I have, um, if I remember, I'll uh, leave my shoes at work just to bring an extra pair. That way I don't have to bring my shoes home as much because there's, like, hospital on them. Okay. <laughs> um, put my coat up and then grab my assignment, which is printed out by our secretaries. And, um, well, I just see what patients I have. And then I just look up history, meds, plan, and kind of think about how I'm going to go about my day from like that moment forward and it's nice like to do that a half hour earlier that way you're not like pressured to do anything else but like just plan out how you're going to do your shift are you taking patients off of another nurse directly yeah you usually get all the same as like another person and they're just like passed all theirs off Um, or is it it kind of like a like if you've had the same patients the day before they like to give you the same patients yeah I can see that um but if you're fresh in, you haven't been there for like three days a week, all new people, um, so then you just kind of get what you get. Um, they usually try to make it not like four really heavy people, like hard to deal with, like mm-hmm. max assist, all that, time consuming. Well, basically. okay, th- I'm glad you said that. What is the rundown? What's like the number of people and what are the kind of, when you said max assist, like what are the uh, levels of things that you might have to deal with along? So... It's always different, like, um, how many patients you'd have. Like, every floor is different. Mine's, like, a post-op floor, so... Nighttime, we have six. Five to six. Never more than that, usually, which is really nice. Um, And daytime, it's, like, four to five. Because daytime, more things are happening. Nighttime, it's more... It's a little more chill at night? You know what's going to happen. Like, it's... Things are planned. There's no one getting discharged at night. They're not usually doing surgeries at night. So, like, as long as everything's 
go normal, then you really can kind of plan out your night. Well, let's let's talk about that. Let's dig into there first. You you're on this night shift. What are you kind of preparing yourself mentally for? Um, worst case scenarios, regular routines, whatever. Uh, pretty much. Like when I'm looking up all my stuff. Their history and whatnot. I'm looking at their vitals and seeing what's going on and like who I need to pay attention for. If someone's blood pressure is lower, kind of looking at that. If they've been spiking temps, why there's but like, kind of thinking what what do I need to look out for tonight? Um, and as far as like, after you, then you would get report and they'd tell you more about the patients. Like if someone's confused, okay, do I need to make sure that they're not gonna get out of bed and fall and hurt yep. themselves? Uh, so then you'd plan on staying next to that patient more that night, you know, stuff like that. So that's kind of like planning your day out, where to sit, why, like, who's going to get you, who you're going to see first, what's going on normal, what do you need to talk to the doctor about, blah, blah, blah. They're usually, so so if you have, you said, anywhere from four to six patients, depending yeah. on day or night, does a doctor, do they have like one doctor on the floor that has more than that? Like way, like all the whole floor, or to what? Um, so I mean, I don't know how big the floor is. So, so floor can be up to 20, 20 something patients on our floor. Every floor is different. Mm-hmm. Um, but a doctor, not every patient has the same doctor. They have like different teams based on their needs. So, if they have general medical needs, they'll have the general internal medicine doctor there, or that team there. And so there's usually at night it's like three teams, three different docs or four different docs that rotate. Um, and handle admissions, new developing problems, things like that, pretty much. Mm-hmm. So then you would talk to them based on what you need. But if you don't need anything, everything else, the doctors will see them in the daytime. And that's kind of, yeah. That's, so the, do- the doctors at night, they're not involved as much if they need unless, to be, they're, unless they're needed. It's more of like, hey, this person needs something now. Or it's also just like, hey, they're... They have a cough. Can I get this? Or they need to go to the bathroom. Can I get well, this? Well, worst case scenario, something bad goes down. How quickly can a doctor get to Instantly. said patient? Instantly. Instantly. Yeah, so um, if something is emergent, you would call, um, like basically call an emergency. And they have a whole team of like a little bit of every department comes down specifically like critical care people mm. they come there and then they fix help fix the person or take the person to where they need to go instantly it's i, I wouldn't say like magic well, lamp yeah. genie but i mean like they they but you are in a are, hospital and yeah. they are equipped enough to they get to... quickly there very quickly there. so is there somebody is there a team making that decision for that team or is that team the like that whole team is decision makers and doers that whole team is decision makers and doers. They will talk to the doctor and they will talk to the family, um, depending on what's going on, before they make the whole whatever decision they have to make because there's like so many different things that could be happening. Um, so you said they have to talk to the doctor. So are they doctors? They are the doctors and they can make decisions based on what the person needs like acutely. Um, as far as knowing more about the patient, they'll talk to the nurse and then higher even higher if they need they'll talk to the doctor who's or the team that's taking care of that patient and kind of saying hey what's been going on um and get like kind of the whole story but usually acutely they'll be like okay this is what we're going to do to make them be able to breathe this is what we're going to do to make them Mm -hmm. be able to yada 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 
So there's some, it seems like there's some regularity to, like, oh, it's probably one of these five things. Like, these are the most um, prominent, There's maybe. a lot of things that can go on. <laughs> a lot of things. But is, <clears throat> what is the biggest threat to them right now? And they kind of act on that and then get them, if they, let's say they need to, like, for some reason they need to be intubated mm. because they're having some kind of respiratory issue, then they got to go to a different floor. And that team takes them to the floor. If you're the nurse, you go with them and tell them what's going on. But a lo- on a floor, on a normal floor, that doesn't happen every day, maybe once a week, but maybe not even once a week. It, it really just depends on what's going on. Well, that's actually a perfect segue to what I was about to get into. Just can you give us the basics of a night? Just like a, a very calm, easy night, like a shift where you're like, hey, nothing went wrong tonight. Oh, just, yeah. Just give me the general what are you, what are you doing what are your actions what are you doing hands on what are you filling that what eight hours with eight, twelve, eight hours 12, 12 hours so basically you assess the patient first after getting a report from the nurse so you you before. have the report from the list and you're mm-hmm. just going from patient to patient one by one or mm-hmm. you, you you're assessing them by like this this person needs to be first this person yeah needs to be second. you do it who needs to be first and like what your biggest concern basically would be um so you check them out check them all over make sure their skin's good make sure listen their lungs listen their heart check their legs check for swelling ask them chest pain chest breath, like all the raw good like threats like all the threats okay, do you have a specific checklist i know you just did give me a whole list of things but like do you have a it, checklist in your head it depends for like what what's the patient's there for like if they're there for say like a knee surgery you are gonna do neuromotor like neuro you're gonna assess for blood clots like a bunch of it's it's a focused and then a general like okay. you'll check all the systems off in a general and then the most like pertinent thing you would do a really deep but usually you always do a general like a general so so it's like for everybody i'm checking their vitals no matter what oh right? oh yeah and yeah. like it's it's it, based on the doctor though it's like Anything that every normal patient should have going with them, mm-hmm. you would be checking on. Like, like what? I would hope you wouldn't have blurry vision that, that you never had before. <laughs> yeah. I would hope that you never you didn't have chest pain that you never <laughs> had before. Um, you would hope that their heart is regular if it was regular before, so you're listening to it, feeling it. Um, you would hope that they don't feel suddenly short, like having chills or anything like that or there's like a large list but you're asking all those questions you shouldn't have new numbness you shouldn't <laughs> have a loss of vision there's like so many things you could go into like there's so many like is there dizziness. something is there something obscure that people wouldn't really think about because i mean like this is all like oh yeah you should see a doctor if you're you know heart's uh, racing or something something like that um so something like some weird case you came along is like I mean, that's if, you, if your heart, right. heart rate's like high and you're just sitting in bed or sleeping that's odd mm-hmm. unless you have some history of it that just that's how you are but normally most people don't because i mean what your heart rate goes high when you're walking around or running because it has a needs a higher demand or whatever but if you're just laying there mm-hmm. so then you have to address it Call a doctor. They can kind of look into it. Um, make sure all. Then you would check their vitals again. Do things like that. Just like 
making sure if you find something abnormal, it's either explained and something's being done about it or that's their normal, or um, that you can make a doctor aware so we can get working on like fixing it, basically. So you're, you're more of like a find out what's wrong than tell someone. <laughs> well, you should all, like you, a nurse is always just trying to prevent, um, like looking for, knowing a patient's at risk for XYZ and making sure they're not experiencing XYZ. And then also knowing a baseline, assessing them. And then if something's new or changed, making it a doctor, a doctor aware if they're, if it's like something that could be like threatening. Mm. So making the port, the people who need to know about the patient aware if something abnormal is happening. Right, so there's sure a okay. million different ways your night could go then. Yeah, there's a million different ways. But usually it's like, so like I said, I would after I assess all my people, um, you kind of look into what their needs are right now. Like, oh, if they go to the bathroom, you take them to the bathroom, blah, blah, blah. Then, whenever their meds are ordered go through the meds, pass the medications, pass their whatever, if anyone has like IV medications that are random along the way, you hang those at the time you're supposed to hang them. Four hours later, you check in on them again. If they're sleeping, you can kind of let them sleep. This is at night. Um, the day, you can kind of like, hey, if you just had knee surgery, move your legs. Can you do mm. this? No more numbness. You don't have any numbness or anything. Um, and then at nighttime, you'll have like blood draws, we all have blood draws pretty much at the same time. You'll do all your blood draws like 2 a.m. for some reason they have. So you, you literally have to go wake people up like, mm -hmm. hey, it's time. Time for me to draw your blood. You also have to get vitals at night time too. Most people, like a lot of times if they're every four hours, you have to get them. So we try to do everything that we could possibly do at that time, do it. Yeah, like we woke vitals. you up, we're going to knock it all out. We're going to knock it all out and then you can go back to bed. So how, how do you... This is a sensitive subject. How do you wake somebody up gently? Because I feel like somebody like that's laying in a hospital bed, uh, you really don't want to spook them. Yeah. Do you have like a tactic you use? I do. I usually have like the most gentle light by the door. I turn on and I give it a couple knocks and I say, you know, a patient's name. And then they'll kind of wake up, see a little bit of light, and they'll realize it's me. I'll be like, hey, got to do stuff for you. Okay, I see. Now, are there any real heavy sleepers that you really got to get in there? Yeah, yeah. then you got to kind of give them a little shoulder touch or like <laughs> something, and then they're kind of like, why are you waking me up? But, I mean, if you've been, if someone wakes you up, it's not ever a pleasant experience. Like, you <laughs> yeah. Know. Well, I mean, I, I kind of want to dig into that a little bit, too. Like, do you ever have any, like, irate people mm -hmm. that you wake up and yeah. it's just, like, un unheard uh, of? yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot of people are very good about it. A lot of patients are pretty Well, I don't want to talk about the people who are good about it. I want to talk about the people who are terrible about it. This is, I want this to be a little bit of a cautionary tale for people who want to get into this field and be like, hey, guess what could happen? If you want a cautionary tale... Let's hear it. ...for nursing. Oh, man. There's a whole field of mental health full of cautionary tales. Uh -huh. um, and every patient has the option of having like their own personality that's harder to get along with or a mental health issue that is makes them more difficult than the typical um, patient mm -hmm. to, that would be harder to get along with. Um, and those people, I would say, are kind of the people that need the help the most because they're going to be people who are most often 
in the hospital. <laughs> yeah. So. So do you have an example? Just, you don't have to go down a list of stories, but like, pick your um, favorite right now. And you can totally speak in generalizations. In general, matter. we've had people, we've had a guy who was smoking in his room, and obviously there's oxygen in hospitals, so there's a risk for fire and explosion and all that. So you don't want to smoke in your room. Um, he I was just literally sitting in his hospital bed smoking, smoking cigarettes. Trying to hide it, and I said, you can't do that. Said, <laughs> hide that. It's not was, a very easy thing to hide. So he, well, he had been in the bathroom, and he's like, I was like, can't do that. Security came. I, I was like, you can't do that. I need to just collect that stuff now, and he just said no. And so the security came in. Basically, like, we just need. We'll give them to you at the end. You just can't <laughs> smoke in here. And he just flipped me the bird, and like. Did all said all these mean things to everybody, and I'm not quite sure the whole story with him because I had him for a short time, but <laughs> he he's very unhappy. We'll put it that way <laughs> okay. that we had done this, and it was just it makes it very hard to do your job when you're dealing with someone who's unhappy because they can't <laughs> do something dangerous, and you have all these other people to care for, so. That is frustrating in and of itself because you're trying to take care of these many people, but this person right now is stopping you from doing all of that just because they do something that they probably always do at home. They just smoke. Is there some alternative? Like, can you give them like a nicotine yeah, supplement? Exactly, of some kind, and that's or? the alternative. You give them a, a nicotine supplement of some sort. Usually, if they're gonna be that destined to like smoke well that's what i mean as long as they have an alternative it's mm-hmm. like come on guy but sometimes it's just some people it's i don't know uh it's that's the difficult part with healthcare is like you're not just taking care of and fixing something you're dealing with a person who may or may not want to do that that way <laughs> yeah yeah second complaint about retail and food all day like restaurant working and everything but yeah, this seems like a whole nother level, as opposed to just getting somebody their food or yeah, it's different shirt. when you start putting needles in people. Yeah, and that's the hard part, and that's the other hard part about it is there's a lot of pretty invasive things that you have to do to someone who doesn't want to be in the hospital in the first place because no one wants to be sick or no one wants to need to be in the hospital, and that's pretty, and that's that's the thing you kind of got to focus on is they don't want to be here and they don't feel good right now, as whereas you're getting paid to be mm-hmm. there, so. Kind of got to remember that, even if they're being seemingly irrational, mm-hmm. but it's probably rational to them because, from their point of view, this is pretty terrible. <laughs> now, in in your schooling or in your like pre-hiring process, is there any type of class or training or anything just about that general empathy? Of like, you yeah. do have to sympathize for these yeah, people because you I have can't. to understand whatever crazy situation they're in, you still have to deal with them. Well, it's, uh, there is a specific class, I can't remember what it's called. Oh my gosh. But it's, there is something like that's that. That's the whole thing is, yeah, it's, it's that. But as well as um, mental, like knowing mental health well yeah. and not acting, like if someone's like shouting like, you're gonna burn in hell die go die like that sounds pretty terrible or like i'm gonna kill you well if they have like schizophrenia or something like that i mean 
if you didn't know that, <laughs> it seemed pretty threatening. <laughs> yeah. It's still scary, but I mean... But you got to be prepared for but those But you got to know situations. those things, and like, if someone's shouting that, they don't mean it. They just don't... They can't not say that, because that they have something going in on their mind that, that there's no way that they can control it. There isn't. Some people are mean, but some people are sick, and those sick people may seem pretty mean sometimes. <laughs> yeah. So I, I... And I assume we have some pretty thick skin. You don't really let any kind of... Any... It's just you got to remember that when people are in the hospital, they don't have much control over what's going on, and it's you're it's scary for them a lot of times, and it's you're trying to help them, but you got to understand that how would you feel if you were this person, mm-hmm. and you go from there pretty much. So none of that bothers you. You've gotten pretty used to no, it. Just I mean, I'm sure it, it acutely it'll bother you, but you kind of have to understand that this person i have to take care of them and you plan to take care of them the best you can even if they are every time you go in there they're cursing you out or something like that you still have to do your job um and you have to respect their rights so if they're refusing something explain to them the risks of them not having like most doctors will have to do that like explain the deep risks of everything but if they're refusing like they don't want to be stabbed with a needle well, I'm. Uh-huh. I can't just stab you with a needle. <laughs> you have to. You have to consent to it. So, that's that's the. Well, all that being said, just because we're going down this avenue, um, on the subject of your mental health, mm-hmm. um, dealing with patients dying, dealing with patients that are kind of losing it or not. Mm, uh building rapport with someone and then yeah. something bad happening yeah and that's the that's the hard part is like that is really hard and i don't think there's any good like training for that or anything but knowing that you talk about it and knowing that's part of like the job and doing everything you can do and knowing that there's some things you can't control um i think that's a good way and the other good thing is i work 312 so i i'm that's i'm only there three days a week you're you kind of you get to see a lot, so if you if you don't want to do it and if you don't want to see that, then you can't you can't do the job. I mean, well, that's that's kind of what I'm getting at is like yeah, you to, gotta, if someone wants to go down this road, like some mm-hmm. of the like darker things that you have to prepare yourself to. to yeah, be there's a lot of sad stories too, not just like sheer death, like just they're in a bad way and it's gonna cost a lot of money. Yeah, you know, and they don't have a lot of money, and so what do they do? Um, so and you. It, <sighs> I think that's hard for anyone, and there's a lot of jobs where it, there's a ne- really negative side of it, but at the end of the day, you're actually caring for them. You're caring for them, and you get to help them as much as you can. So if you look at it that way, you're helping someone who needs help, and you're helping as much as you can. You're doing all your job correctly, making sure they're safe. You're making sure they have this. You're advocating for them. You're doing all these things to help this person and being a good person to them to help them which i think is pretty cool because then there's not really if you didn't have the knowledge or didn't have the position of where that's your job to help someone then i mean you couldn't make a difference you know but this job the best way to take it is you're making a difference to help someone that you are yeah you are in a position you are in a position to do a lot of good yeah, I just I, I spent a lot of time in hospitals over mm. the years, and uh, just it, it was I was probably only like sixteen or so, 
and I was in an emergency room just waiting on somebody and there was this old woman that came in a wheelchair and she had convinced herself that she had been poisoned. She might have been poisoned. I don't, I don't mm-hmm. know. I, I wasn't around long yeah. enough to find out. But she was so like hysterical. Like It, it was one of the most horrendous things I'd ever seen. Because yeah. she, it was just... And there was nothing I could do. I've, I've never worked yeah. in a health field. And it's like... Mm. That, it's devastating. Yeah, that, that would... I can actually... Think of things that are like that, where they just, they don't understand. Like, dementia is a whole line of very hard to deal with, but doing your best to deal with it is kind of all you can do. And, like, you can help them. You can make them feel good. You can make them feel safe. You can you can do your best, but, I mean, you, all you can do is take care of them the best you can. <laughs> I'm I'm glad you shared that insight though, because I mean most people like even me see, looking at it from my point of view, it's just like oh yeah, like they just gotta deal with it. But at least you're saying like it makes you feel better knowing that you you're can, <laughs> yeah you're, uh, on the, you're on the positive yeah. end of things. Yes. Yeah, we get to help them, so that's a really cool thing. I just want to jump back into where your day <laughs> yeah, yeah. is. Oh, Sorry, geez. we went down a little dark road there, but I think it was necessary. Yeah, no, uh-huh. absolutely, yeah, because I mean that's your night though. It's it's great, like. It can be crazy, but like a general night, like I said, as you see the people, make sure they have everything, make sure they, um, they're hooked up to the things they need to be hooked up to, whether it be an IV or whatever, yada, yada, yada. Their vitals are going good. You've laid eyes on the patient, you've seen them, you've seen everything that's their normal, you can look for new, like new things, um, and then you give them their meds that they're being treated with, um, kind of tend to their needs more like if someone needs something or needs pain medication you go do that um kind of reinforce like hey we should get you up we should walk a little bit things like that not obviously not at night but i mean at night you're still gonna have pain you're still gonna need repositioned you're still gonna need to go to the bathroom you're still gonna check on people who are going to the bathroom on themselves um and making sure their skin's not getting ruined or you know bulk damaged no, so you yeah. say like is that more of a fall down risk or what's the no so like if someone's like can't physically can't move themselves you need to make sure they're either like they're on an air mattress but they're also which is gonna turn and reposition them on its own yeah or you need to be getting them off parts of their skin because when you lay on parts of your skin for so long it cuts off blood flow yeah and then it will start to die you starts with like redness. And it can get, like, degraded from there, you know. Um, so you need to move them around. So I, I, I didn't really know about this until, like, until I heard about it when you were actually going to school. Do you, ha- do you have nurses' aides helping you at night, too? Mm-hmm. So how, do you have, like, two nurses' aides that help it you? It depends. Or? I, I usually have, like, ten patients, ten. All right, so they're not like, oh, you follow, they follow you around. They, they have their own patients. They have their own, yeah, they have their own patients. They will basically do the vitals every however many like there's the schedule vitals um they'll answer call bells which are like your basic like i need to go to the bathroom i need more water they'll do things okay like that. so that's on them not you it is on me too if they're busy well yeah but i mean like generally speaking, but i have help so... i have a lot of help to do okay. that yeah no. yeah and they're also helping turn and reposition people you know this is all nighttime stuff because i work a lot of nights so but um, so you have someone to help you with that, but, so after, 
like a pass of meds. It's managing like what's going on right now and like what's going on later and knowing like maybe they're going home. Is everything set up for that? Is everything, are all their risk factors being taken care of? Um, it's try, It's hard to say general things because there's like a lot of little things you do. I don't even know yeah, what to that, dive that, into. That, That's all right. Um, uh, just to, to touch on some other just little particulars. Um, you say you work a lot of night shifts. Now, mm-hmm. is that something that you chose or is that something you got stuck with? Um, I like, so I can, I have to work days and nights. If I work more nights, I don't have to flip flop as much, which is hard. Like I worked nights this weekend and now tomorrow I work in the morning. So I have to get back off of night shift schedule and on to waking up at 4 a.m. That which sounds my, maddening to me. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I couldn't get I that. Can do yeah. that. <laughs> but if you just work nights, then it's, no one wants to work nights, so they don't force you to work days. So I can just work all nights and I have like a normal schedule. It's just when you get off, then you're like sleeping through a day. And yeah. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm sleeping. Yeah, sleep. <laughs> that's what I'm doing. And yeah. you, you get you get paid just a little bit more overnight just, right? Like, um, we used to. I don't know if we do now. Um, we used to. I don't know if we do now. I don't think <laughs> we do. Um, I know two years ago we did, but I think they recently changed that. Um, any particular reason why? I have no idea. Maybe but they were just like, everybody's hey, money, or they just cut. like, nope, or someone's so like, day shift's getting more money. It changed. It just changed. I, I think the budget changed. And in that instance, you could go somewhere that does have it, or you could stay there. I like the place I'm working. Nights don't bother me that much. I'll deal with it. It's yeah. not a big deal. Fair enough. Um, that being said, do you have any pet peeves about the job itself? I mean, again, you don't have to get into any specifics, but I mean, like, just general things that, that would bother you. If someone was listening to this, it'd be like, oh, yeah, I probably shouldn't do that anymore. Oh, like, what would turn them away from doing no, no, nursing? Well, or? L- l- let's do both. Something on your end and then something that, that patients do that bothers you that could easily I mean, be remedied. There's a... Pick, pick your top. I can't even. You're get just like into this the top. drives me up a wall. There's Spill. a lot of. You can give as many as you want. Yeah. No rules here. I'll say, sometimes in nursing it feels like everything's happening at once, and there's a lot of things happening that are important. Okay. And that's very stressful, and mm-hmm. it's you're in charge of the people and their lives. That is very stressful, and sometimes it feels like a little too much, mm-hmm. and that's just how it goes. But there are people to help you, but it's still you're stressed out because you're worrying about X amount of people at the same time. Yeah. And then you have family members too who are also worried and you're just doing the best you can to try to make sure everything goes right, but sometimes in life things don't go right. Well, let's, let's drill down on that for one second. You're dealing with family members. Is mm-hmm. there anything that you could just impart to the universe to say like, hey, if your loved one is here and you're dealing with a nurse, <laughs> maybe, maybe uh... you shouldn't say this or maybe you shouldn't do that. <laughs> Give me a minute. I've been here for ten hours. Uh, I think it's it's different because every every nurse is different and every patient has different needs. That's yeah, again why I was trying to keep it. It's general. so hard. I know it's difficult, <laughs> but I I my father was in the hospital recently, and I know that I was like just calling to check in and make sure you know. Hey, this is. I mean, one thing I would say is, if you have a call bell. Use your call bell. Mm-hmm. Coming out to the nursing station, like, if I'm like... Now, this is the family, not the patient. This is the family. Yeah, family, use that call bell. If you use the call bell, 
we'll answer it and we'll get to you when we can. Because if it's a certain question, um, if it's immediate need, you can either hit the call bell and then come out to another station. That's fine. But if it's something just like a general question or something like that, or do you need water? You don't have to go out to their yeah, city. You can just you just hit your button and we will. Generally fine. speaking, <laughs> treat it like an airplane. Uh, Stay uh, in your seat. You don't need to go to the cockpit. <laughs> just hit that we, button. I'll get to you. I, it's not because, like, I mean, if some if you come out, that's fine. But like this way, like I I have to like prioritize things. Like, how important is that water? Now, if they haven't had water all day, yeah, I can see where you're coming from. Yeah, that's feel you're gonna feel terrible you're like yeah. oh well that stinks but it just so happens at the same time someone else is very sick and i need to be with them right now a lot of times someone at the desk can help them out but if you use your call bell either the aide or myself can put it in my list of things to do and get it for you or i can ask someone else to do it but it doesn't doesn't interrupt like me doing my job, you know yeah. what I mean. Actually, this is actually um, something I've always been curious about. So, if someone hits that call bell, how is that taken on your end? Is there like it a goes, series of lights at the exactly. nurses' station, yeah. or okay? So, every hospital is different, but usually the system goes. It'll go to the nurses' aid first, unless it is like pain or specifically just nurse um, for the patient, like for. Usually it's pain. That will go to my phone. But it'll go to the, to the aid, to my phone, and then the front desk. And the front desk will either answer it and do what they, whatever they need to do for it or revert it back to me. Um, if I'm busy, I'll be like, okay, I will get to it. Um, but it's harder if I'm like in the midst of something. Like if I'm in an isolated room where I'm not supposed to touch anything in here with germs in here to like my phone or anything that's going to go up there so i can't answer my phone well let me let's talk <clears> about <throat> that for a second because like all of my medical stuff with that is outdated mm. does it there are no bieber pager things anymore because i remember the Ooh. doctors were the last people that i remember that were still using they, they still use pagers now still, okay um, but you when you say you like it goes to your phone it, this is Mm-hmm. An iPhone? This is a yeah. little hospital issue I can't thing. What kind of phones they call? They, we call them pickle phones. Um, so it's, it's just like a, a sturdy phone, right? Yeah, just it's a, a sturdy phone. phone. And can you, you describe that, it like a little so bit? So the patient will hit the little call bell in their room. Okay. It'll basically ring to the phone of an aide, and the aide will say, "Oh, can I help you?" And they'll be like, "Can I get more water?" And they'll say, "Yes." And then the aide will get them water. Okay. Um, it also puts a light outside their door. Or if they have to go to the bathroom, hey, I have to go to the bathroom. Aid will either take them to the bathroom or I'll take them to the bathroom or whoever needs to. Sometimes what happens is like both me and the aid are busy either physically lifting people to get to somewhere or in a room where we can't touch our phone because we are in precautions. So we can't touch our dirty, like, yeah, with this to the phone, you know, so it's, it's. Then the call bell will ring, and it rings, and sometimes it takes a little, oh, a long time for these poor patients <laughs> to just go to the bathroom, and it's like a lot of places, in some hospitals, you can't, like our floor, they don't like you getting up on your own. It's like post-op, there's a lot of fall risk involved. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you need to make sure that 
hey, we're safe. We want to be with you while you're getting up so you're not falling. Well, people have to go to the bathroom and it just, it doesn't, it's not a scheduled bathroom time. Whatever you got to go, you got to go, <laughs> you know? So with that being said, people get upset mm. because they're, it seems like we're taking a while. And sometimes we do take a while and sometimes people got people's bathroom needs or water needs getting forget about, forgotten about temporarily. Um, not, I wouldn't say all the time, but it happens. It's just what's the most important thing right now is usually how it goes. And you try to do your best, like delegating, like, hey, can you help this person? And then you will, or they will, or, you know. So I'm, I'm just confused just from one little thing. So the patient hits the button. Does mm-hmm. it go to the aid first and then you? So go to the aid if, first. If it's required, like she or he or she pushes it to you. So if she doesn't it answer it, or if she says, I can't deal with it, I can't hang, I cannot do this right now hits end button then it goes to me oh then it, okay so so if they answer it it stops there if the aid answers it it stops there if they don't it goes to me if i don't it goes to the nurse's station now again uh, i'm just a little and again the listeners won't know this i'm confused by your body language hmm. because w- certain times when you say phone i see you like picking up a phone on a desk yeah and sometimes you make like a kind of cell phone thing like it, it is a, a cell set. phone it's a so they're all cell phones. All, they're, they're all replaced, I'm sure, with like something that looks like an pic- iPhone with a touch screen on it, right? They're all pickle phones, except for what is a pickle phone? <laughs> I just want to get this out of the way because this is I'm trying to think. Does it's, it have buttons or a touch screen? Because that, that's like buttons. Okay, that's what buttons. I thought. So sturdy looking. Uh, they, I think Spectralink is probably the brand or whatever, um, but it's just a sturdy. Have you ever seen the cordless? It's like a cordless phone. Yeah, you know, you pick. We're it up. talking like an old like Nokia brick kind of. Yeah, deal. it's like a brickier, brickier looking thing. Okay, it has very digitalized screens and all that. They're durable, so they can fall and do yada yada yada. That's what uh, I pictured. Yeah, I just want to make sure that was yeah. it. And then he said pickle, and I was like, well, now I'm picturing a green, but it's yeah. still the same <laughs> thing in my head. Um, I don't know why. Phones. There's probably a very obvious reason. I was um, gonna think buttons. I was like, it's got buttons. It's <laughs> those pickles. Pick up buttons. Uh-huh. Um. And then, so it'll, but the reason why I was doing the pickup phonation is if it goes to the nurse's station, there is an actual big phone. Okay, see, that's what I thought. Yeah. And the, the way that you were telling the story, it sounded like that's the first order of business. They press the button, yeah. it goes to the phone that's on a table that yeah. someone at a nurse's station picks up and assesses yeah. All the nurses where... and nurses' aides have phones. Okay. That way we can all call each other if we need each other. Hospital, and one thing I will say that I want to paint a good picture here is a very teamwork-oriented field. Oh, I imagine I say you have communication. to be. Very, very yeah. much so. Very so. key. So, yeah. All right. So, um, do you have... I'm going to I'm gonna do a two, two-part thing here. Do you have any stories that stick out to you that you can tell that's, that aren't really going to divulge any personal information something uh, that really sticks with you to this day you could put a fake name in too or yeah feel whatever. free to you know, uh, do whatever you need I to do i can do general stories or like general rundowns is just um, yeah some stuff that really sticks out to you yeah one thing that okay this is a good thing i'll say i can do one good and one bad let's do that a good one is you it's a very stressful job but in this job you get thanked so much the amount of thanking, people say thank you because you're helping them, but you're getting paid at the same time. <laughs> they say thank you so much because you're truly helping them. Um, 
Like, there's been patients where they've never had to have someone else wipe them before. Wipe their... Wipe them clean, essentially, after using the bathroom. And it's very degrading for them. Because, can you imagine... That's something that's been private to you your whole life, except when you were born. But... And now, you have to be there, maybe confused or whatever. Mm -hmm. Or not able to do it yourself, naked, with another person that you're... You don't know that well, you just... You're, they're just your nurse. And they're cleaning you after you have feces on you to clean you. Yes. That's a lot to they thank, take in. They will thank you for that. And they thank you for everything. They thank you and they thank you and they thank you. And they truly... Everyone is so thankful. It's really awesome. And a lot of patients too who are really thankful and really kind and understanding are the ones who are there the most... Like cancer patients, they are the nicest people. They are so like so thankful. Even with their situation, they are so thankful. That's awesome. I'm trying to think of a bad. Um, sometimes the um, it, it just really seems like. Um, how would I explain this? As far as bad, I would say sometimes. Patients seem like they're just, they just hate you. <laughs> well, yeah. um, uh, and they're just saying, and this is going back to mental health, they're saying scary things, and there's, you have to, you can set boundaries of, hey, you can't say that, but a lot of times it doesn't matter if you say that. Yeah. And it's just that, I would say, is bad. It's, yeah, that's pretty bad. I mean, that's well, bad. yeah. But. So, so, you being a, a male in the nursing field, do they tend to give you patients like that yeah. more, or is um, it just not? Well, yeah, if there's like an aggressive who, patient. Yeah, aggressive. If there's someone who would benefit from having a male or prefers a male, then yes. Um, but other than that, you get who you get. Well, I mean, someone who would be volatile, more so. I mean, you're you're like, like, a take, tough, tough enough looking guy that. Someone probably wouldn't try to fight you in a hospital bed. Um, anyone who's like that, if there's not a male, obviously, any nurse is going to have to take that. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously, your... you got to have care at, at any point. Yeah. But, I mean, it, if if you have your pick of the litter to anybody, it's like, this guy's off his rocker. Yeah, they gotta be yeah. Like, you take that. Yeah, you might want to take it, yeah. Yeah, they do that sometimes. Um, but then again, if I'm not there, then who do you... Someone has to take. Well, it. yeah, I mean, obviously, <laughs> but it's just and it's knowing your resources. Like if it's someone's off the rocker, make sure you're not blocking yourself from the exit, and <laughs> make sure you can call security and have someone help you. I've been hearing that a lot lately because we, we've had a handful of people now in the healthcare field that's like, just stay close to the door. Yep, don't yeah, ever there's block a lot your of, like, exit. Know your exits. <laughs> ever yeah. Yeah. have a game plan. Yeah. yeah, yeah, which you don't think about on the outside. Nope. No, especially your if you're not someone to attack the nurse yeah so and it just makes me think of that scene you ever see uh, the devil's advocate mm -hmm. that scene where charlie's there on at the end just stabs herself in the neck it's oh like my oh so someone <laughs> I, I drastically did, i had a patient i was like we were i can't remember what we were doing but helping this patient like stay there like changing him and he was a bit confused and he just swung at me and i caught it out of the corner of my eye and i was able to duck but he was like a bigger man who was con like old and confused. And 
whew, if that had hit me, <laughs> I just, and you do you have to be ready for it, but I mean, you don't want to expect someone to punch you, but. Yeah, you get a little bit of that old man strength coming oh, at man. you. Oh, man. That'll ring your bell. Yeah, will. That will. All right, well, to, to wrap this part up, I mean, you can chime in afterwards too, but I, I this the, the second part of what I was talking about is, do you have any advice for someone who wants to get into this field? Um, I would say, yeah. I would say if you're going to become a nurse, become an aide first. Know what, know what it's like that way. You're not so involved in nursing that if it's not for you, you can leave. Know that what it's like. Know that, okay, this is, I'm going to have to do this, this, and this, and this is how people can be sometimes. If, if you can get that experience, it's like from an AIDS point of view, I think that's a, a what, very... What is an AIDS general duty? Um, just, just to... Toileting, helping them with like daily care, like brushing their teeth and all that kind of stuff. All those like personal needs that are like any, like it's a more basic, you don't have to know what this medication does or do this, this. Yeah, it's like the, okay, so vitals. it's the, the basics. The basics. And what what's the schooling for that? Is it like anybody uh, can like apply? There's just training? There's okay, training. There's a certification. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like an aid certification. <clears throat> and is it, so it's a general aid? aid certification Mm -hmm. it's not like a it's like this hospital okay so it's like a two-year degree or Uh, or like degree certificate i can't remember i don't i can't remember how long i if you're saying certificate i would i would guess it might be just a year actually i became a a nurse's assistant i was in nursing school and i had completed this many clinical hours that qualified me to be an aide so i didn't have to get the certification that you needed because i was in school Uh and i had done clinical hours and had the theoretically had the knowledge to do that, so that qualified me as as to to become a nursing assistant. Okay, but that's a very practical first step. Yeah, and it so doing, but I'm saying doing that. If you're not sure that you want to be a nurse, do that first, because yeah. then you'll know. That's that's pretty. This is how it's gonna get, and everything else is kind of like if what you're interested in is like nursing and like doing the things like. Passing meds, knowing meds, patient care, like changing dressings, um, doing IVs, doing like list, like all assessing stuff. That stuff will come, but there's a part of it that you need to see, which so, is the aid part. So you the aid, to, do the aids do the IVs and stuff like they that? Can. They, they can. They can. Okay. Um, which is another thing is like if that's all you want to do, then, then you can do that. But the basic part of like toileting people making sure their skin's good, like rotating them in bed, taking care of their skin so that they don't have sores, mm-hmm. um, dealing with patients who are confused at night and helping make sure they're safe, they're not going to fall. All the kind of things that are also stressful, do that first because that is the hard, one of the more harder parts of nursing as well as other parts, but that that is the part a lot of people can't deal with. Yeah, and, and so. you'll, you'll, you'll get it. You'll get so a you'll, feel at that point. You'll either want to do that more, or you won't want to do that more. So. Well, that brings on another personal question to me. Hmm. How low on the totem pole can you be to be someone who takes blood? Because I have had some oh. just like, oh, for, you know what a vein is? You're like just oh, you got good veins. I can see oh, I got excellent way. veins. But I've had, I've had like, oops, oops, oops. <laughs> like, know, like I don't, I don't I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> let me do. Let me yeah. do. It. Um, so how how uh, unexperienced so you can, can you be, be to be just someone who takes blood? It depends on your hospital system. IVs. Hospital system, like 
what qualifies you for it. Usually it's like um, an advanced nursing assistant. That's like the lowest. Next, The next lowest would be a phlebotomist. Um, I would rather have a phlebotomist draw my blood, but there's a lot of advanced nursing assistants that are so good. They are basically better than phlebotomists. I mean, it, it depends. It really depends. So what what's a phlebotomist? A phlebotomist is someone who's trained in drawing your blood the best way possible. So that that is their job. That is they their draw job. Blood. They draw blood. Now, if you go, because this is exactly what I'm talking about, I'm not going to say the place, but if you go to a place that literally just draws blood to take tests. They should be pretty darn good at drawing blood. Would they be a phlebotomist? They would basically, they would be a phlebotomist. Okay. Yeah, they should be a phlebotomist. That. And there's no other I, feeling would, that I can describe Those people are phlebotomists, usually. The, the needle being in your arm, mm-hmm. and then them doing other stuff where that needle starts just like jiggling Turning. around <laughs> as it's in it. Yeah. Oh, I can't even describe it. Like, Sometimes ugh. your vein will like move. Like it, like if you... Oh no, I was, I'm, I'm a great patient. I'm I know. Sturdy and just Well, like, your vein isn't and... like there, it's like in a part of the tissue where it can go back and forth and all that. No, this is, this I is trust really... me. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> like if your skin, like you see how my skin indents, like, sometimes the needle will do that. It'll push the skin away and that before it enters. And that's painful. And But you, a lot of times what you want to do is you want to hold the skin down. But sometimes it just doesn't agree with you. Well, I think he, he was <laughs> no, saying, no, like, yeah, like, she got it, it in and then she was, like, putting, no, I, putting the extension on and, like, moving it all over the place. It's a, it's oh, a, is that it, what you're she saying? Essentially just... You're gonna be like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> so she she already had the blood. <laughs> no, like she, she I was forget what to... it was. I was getting some kind of test done, but she had to take like at least three or four vials, and it was just yeah. like knocking oh, yeah. around in there. Yeah. I wouldn't even call it painful. It's just the weirdest it's, feeling. Yeah. Okay, yeah. knowing that it's you in there what? and it's kind of knocking you know, around. I don't know what to tell you that 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 is uncomfortable. <laughs> I, don't know, I was just curious. I do I do enjoy drawing blood though because I'm pretty darn good at it. I have a lot of patients say. The person last night, like they kind of hype it up, like if you miss, it's gonna be the end of the world, and <laughs> yeah. which is which is completely fun because it stinks getting your blood drawn. It's awful. It's just, <laughs> it is terrible. But it's nice to be, well, if you're good, go in, get it, and then be like, oh, that was painless, and you're just like, that's Nailed right, it. and that's how it's supposed to be. <laughs> yeah. All right. Do you have anything to add? Do you have anything to add? Then we'll get into the fun stuff. All I can say is I apologize for it being scatterbrained. I just there's a lot of things going through my head. Like we got a lot of information. Yeah, Yeah, there's a lot. This is good. That's all we need is an information. There's so many things that I can't even like. Obviously, you have to go to school for it, so it's like. Well, yeah. This isn't a class. It's It's like. Yeah. But there's a lot of things you need to look out for, and uh, I just there's so many things that come to mind. But yeah, I. It's a good career and it's exciting and it goes quick and you get to see a lot. You get to help a lot of people. So not not to stick on this blood drawing wagon for any longer, but when you're in school training, like what's the first thing you draw blood out of? Like, do they have something that you like they test have a on? Fake like, arm. A fake arm. Okay. And the veins are like does it your look veins? Like, they're huge. Does it look like real? It looks real, um, and really what it is is it's like there's a. A tube system, a plastic tube system underneath, like, plastic skin, mm-hmm. like, silicone skin, that your objective is to go straight into it, and that's all. There's not a patient who's going to say, ow, or, like, you know, it's just... Yeah, yeah you get to really... It's yeah. just the the general idea of it. 
And then the first time you draw somebody's blood, mm-hmm. are you doing like, I just have, is that like a class where you just like get to draw each other's blood? There was a class where it was like you, my training as an aide, I, I was going to be an advanced aide or whatever. And I remember you picked a partner and they drew blood on you and you drew blood on them. And Ugh. I missed. (laughs) (laughs) That's an intense class. It was. Pick a partner. (sighs) You gotta kind of look at, yeah, and I, the person I had picked got it on the first try and he had never done it before and I was like, I've never done this before either and, you know, (laughs) the most important thing is just with that is just making sure you're not going to stab yourself with a contaminated needle. (laughs) Yeah. So, that's the thing. I mean, it's uncomfortable but if you're just poking veins, after you take it out, you just hold it down. You know, keep put a bandaid on it, and you're pretty good. So, fair enough. We never really hop back to the day for just a quick minute before we. No, get that's why psych- I said if you want to add section. something, let's add it. Well, no, I'm just curious. Do you get a lunch? Is it like this is the time you eat lunch? Nope. Or is it just like that's you, why you said you snack? I assume I snack because then I can kind of just like stay focused and not like a bunch of things can't develop while I'm gone, um, and you can do it quickly while you're charting, and but. There's, you can plan to take a lunch and you usually take a 30 minute lunch, but it's, there's so many things going on that it's, if you just snack or like, you know, when you have time, it's, if if something like nothing's going on, everybody's taken care of, they have all their meds, everybody's good to go, then go eat, but stay within your phone or earshot, I wouldn't go off the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, you can have people watch your patients. Some people do that. They'll go off the floor, have your watch. But it's nice if you just are there. Yeah, you know? I, I can imagine. I'd, I'd want to do that too. And do you, do you get breaks at all? Like, it's just like... If you don't have anything to do, you can, like, sit by your computer chart or just, like, you know, you don't have to be... If all your stuff is done, then you don't... If And if you've stocked and done all those, like, housekeeping items... I mean, you don't have to do anything, you, but there's not a lot of time like that. Yeah, yeah, I, I can imagine. So, so let's dab one of that, too. Is it the little household items, like what? Uh, just, like, stocking, like, making sure you have, like, gauze pads or, like, alcohol swabs. And is it, like, flushes. on you, or is it, like, you have to go somewhere to get them? Go somewhere, somewhere to get, to get them and bring them to. We have, like, um, usually there's, like, a location where you can find those items for when you need them or, like, mm-hmm. on a cart or something like that. And are they also in the rooms, I assume? Are you stocking They can be. It depends on how the floor is set up. Sometimes Mm -hmm. they're in the rooms. But there's always a general location that's close to you that you can grab those things. And you can make sure that is filled from, like, the main area. (laughs) So. Do you have any other? All right, I do. I want to touch back because you brought it up. I was going to leave it alone, but you brought it back. What are you snacking on? Ooh. Because I imagine it's got to be some kind of, like, it's something to sustain you. Like, you're not having a meal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what are you I, doing? I'll snack on, like, maybe chips or, like, a sandwich from the vending machine downstairs. That's what I usually do. It's not completely healthy. <laughs> it's not completely healthy. That's what I do. That's rough. It, it is. I was hoping you were going to say, like, sandwich. some peanuts. <laughs> you can have peanuts. There's, like, a, a store downstairs that has, like, peanuts, like, sandwiches, all that kind of stuff. Was it... Lunchables. Lunchables. <laughs> oh, yeah. So that, that brought the up pinnacle a, of health. Lunchables. Just sparked a question. They have fruits and stuff, too, but who wants that? Do you have to worry about, like, if you have peanuts, do you have to, like, wash 
the hell out of your hands. I didn't even think of that. It's a great yeah, question. Yeah, so I, they don't really tell you about that, but, like, yeah, I mean, I always <laughs> do. I, that's also why I don't really eat peanuts at work, because my biggest fear is someone has, like, an allergy to it. Mm-hmm. Um, peanuts or anything, like, that's typically, like, anaphylaxis allergy, I don't eat at work, because who knows? Yeah, I can kind of imagine. Yeah, it's just like, um, this is my fault. But if you do, it's probably best to wash your hands vigorously. Mm. Um, just like in nursing, before you touch the patient, you wash your hands. After you touch the patient, you wash your hands. Before you enter, like when you enter the room, you wash your hands. When you leave, you wash your hands. You're washing your hands or, or putting alcohol on them, like that, uh, like little uh, Purell on them, so frequently that after you touch something, you're trying to eliminate it, basically. Mm. So. Are your hands just like rot in the winter? No, my hands are good. I'll say they don't look bad. I remember just yeah. working at like Dairy Queen and just washing mm-hmm. my hands there constantly in the winter. And yeah. then my hands were just done on the back. Yeah. I've I've been fortunate. My hands are not too bad. Some people do get some really dry and nasty. Well I hands. imagine, yeah, just alcohol all the time mm-hmm. on your yeah, hands. Constant. I, I can't even imagine. Soap, yeah. I can't even imagine how much I don't know why my skin's not different on my hands, but yeah, that's impressive. I've I've never yeah. seen anybody that's like that would wash their hands that enough. I wash my and hands and put alcohol on them so many times during a shift. It's actually nauseating. Like, but I'm fine. <laughs> Do you know lotion or anything on your end? Mm, I don't know if they have like lotion. No, I mean for you, in. like your personal, like no, no, no? God damn, it's, luck, it's just a out. genetic lucky. Yeah. There's some people yeah. who have some ugly hands at work. I'll tell you that. <laughs> it happens. I never wash my hands. Mine's baby smooth. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, and I never get sick. Hey, great just whatever just works <laughs> we yeah washing your hands that's that's a big thing but yeah i, I try not to eat anything like that that's, mm-hmm. that is funny that you say that because that was like oh no, i, I no don't want to go yeah 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 because like they list allergies yeah like, is, the, is there anything else to avoid besides peanuts like is there like um, a, a latex is a big one latex um, but now it's so regulated that if you have a latex allergy they put a band on your wrist that says uh-huh. latex allergy and they, they, like, flag the person a million times. Um, most equipment has been, the latex has been eliminated because the allergies were so severe. So, so I just keep thinking of questions. We're going to have to do a follow-up. Like, <laughs> yeah, can think we, of like we can do a follow-up. Let's just get into the fun stuff, and mm-hmm. then uh, we'll track you down and <laughs> get you here. Well, wrap up your day real quick, too, so you, you oh, get yeah, off yeah, your yeah. shift. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally, yeah. We totally blessed it, past that. So um, it's the end of your shift. What, what, are the, what are your duties? My duty is to make sure my meds are passed. Patients are, like, where they have to be. Sometimes they have to get up. Um, make sure that if there's anything, like, pertinent standing out, like a new development is taken care of or forwarded to the next nurse. Um, but really, after you pass all your meds for that person and you've charted on them and, like, said all the things you did and basically, um, like, what you saw and all that kind of stuff, then you tell the next nurse what you saw, why the pa- like the patient's plan, baseline assessment, um, really, like, if they're, or what, if you held a medication and why you didn't give it, or, like, any, like, any new developments, you're Now, when you say you're having this conversation with them, are you, like, sitting at a desk, or, or just, some, it's just like, hey, you're coming in, I'm out? Get, sit at a desk and you tell the next nurse, and it's like, you say, patient's name, blank, age, what they're here for, what's going on, past medical history, like, mm-hmm. basic assessment, um, anticoagulation if they're on it, if they're not on it, you know, all that, there's so many things, but you tell, you run through all that, 
so they can, and then the nurse can ask you any questions they have about like maybe like how they move or like something like that um or if they have any restrictions blah 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 a lot of it is in the orders but it's good to like know the patient's baseline and that's kind of what you're, you're saying it's just having that face-to-face to yeah and then but some places like um you go into the room and do that there and that's really good like yeah. so you go into the room and do it in front of the patient and say hey is it okay if we do your report about you in front of you and you're and, you swapping know. out so he's he or she is comfortable with yeah and so they've been introduced they see the patient um you know you can kind of not only have they seen the patient they've seen like what the patient has running um you know all that kind of stuff so it that is the best way to do it honestly that is the best way to do it yeah that sounds like the best it is it really is and it's it's a lifesaver for sure i would say so you get home do you listen you get in your car do you listen to anything different on the way home usually listen to music same music or is it a little more chill it was a long shift i listen to something like like more chill but if it's like my last shift then i listen to like Woo, woo, <laughs> like rap about killing people. Oh no, God! <laughs> no, I don't know. Like, oh, I been, it's just whatever's popular. I just like yeah, these are happier popular. stuff, right? Yeah, happier stuff. Seem like you like, try to get in that happier mode. Yeah. But, All right, so you get home. What are you? What are you getting into? Cool. So if it's a night shift, I'm getting home in the daytime, like in the morning. Maybe watch a little TV. Definitely have a nice meal. Uh, doesn't have to be breakfast food. It can be really any food. Um, clean up the meal. Sometimes, yeah, I take a shower. Um, kind of just relax for a little bit and then go to bed and wake up probably around th- sorry, 3 p.m. maybe. Well, I got, I got two things right there. Um, <laughs> one, uh, when, go you, to bed when, at nine. when you <laughs> mentioned when you mentioned the shower, I thought of immediately when you said, like, get the hospital off of me. Yeah. Uh, what kind of shoes were you wearing when you were talking about wearing the shoes in the hospital? So, if they're usually like, the best thing you can wear is like a, um, I can't remember what they're called. But basically, they're just a plastic shoe with a hard plastic on the outside, so it's easy to wipe. Are those like <coughs> ones that look like clogs? 100%, yeah. Okay. Um, those are the best. They're extremely uncomfortable for me. See, I know I thought that they used those ugly things because they were super comfortable. They're, They're cleanly. Not... They're not very comfortable, in my opinion. Okay. Um, that would suck because you're under feet all. Yeah, so I just assumed. Yeah, I assumed yeah. it was a comfortable. Some people will thing. say they're comfortable, but I don't. They and they may be to some other people. Maybe my foot's weird, <clears throat> but they're not comfortable to me. So I'll wear like a basic tennis shoe like this. Obviously, it's not these shoes. They're Nike. Uh, well, what not these ones. The, I don't wear these to work. These are everywhere but work. Um, Some general tennis shoes. Any general tennis shoes that are comfortable and last. I two personal favorites for me are New Balance and what's the other one? New Balance makes a great shoe. Reebok, like Acer or something. Acer. Um, Uh, And Under. Asics. Asics. A a pair of Under Armors that were just the most comfortable shoes ever. Um, So I'd say New Balance and Under Armour. They were fantastic shoes. All right. Well, I just I had to dig that back up from the yeah, beginning. Yeah. But uh, all right. So sleep routine. This is a big one, and I love to ask people about this. And in your particular case, because you're going to bed mm. in the morning, essentially, mm. do you have any routines or things that help you get to sleep? Uh, eating. <laughs> you get tired after you eat. Um, but so I usually try to go to bed at like nine. I'll start off with like just making the meal and doing all that. You kind of watch a TV show and then I kind of put on 
like I'll watch something that's like gonna make me fall asleep, like something not too crazy, not too exciting. Like if it's if it's YouTube, it's like an educational YouTube video. Alright. So the one that you're interested in but not enough to stay awake for. Okay. You know? Yeah, that makes sense. Like kind of like in your high school they put on a movie and you're like, This is kinda and then you're out. You know? <laughs> cool, we get to watch a movie but and if then, yeah, fall asleep. <laughs> But that that's kind of what I do, and it's it's like sometimes for science videos, sometimes I don't know why, but that that stuff's interesting to see, and then it just helps me fall asleep. No, that's that's it. It's a great answer. Yeah. All right, so let's let's get into the fun stuff, and then we'll wrap it up. Uh, ideal breakfast. If you could have anything for breakfast, what would you have? Anything. Oh my god. He's like oh everything. My There's so many things I want. Ideal breakfast. Oh my gosh. You're on vacation. You can have whatever you want. Pancakes. With chocolate chips in them. And bacon on the side. 100%. Alright. Good times. Uh, What's the best advice you ever got? Uh, Oh gosh. All the advice I ever got was the best advice. So if someone tells you, Hey, if you're going to nursing school... You should be a nursing assistant. That'll really help you get your foot in the door and be prepared for when you're a nurse. There you go. Ah, that's a good idea. Or, hey, you should go to college. Ah, that's a good idea. There's a lot of things that are like, if people have done it before or they're telling you this is what you should do, if everyone's telling you this is what you should do, maybe that's what you should do. It's probably... <laughs> yeah, sound advice. Uh, what movie do you think you've seen the most? Seen the most. Oh my gosh. Heavy rotation. Heavy. I would say. I think I've seen the Pirates of the Caribbean, Black Pearl the most. All right. I've seen that a lot. Okay. Because <laughs> well, it was on. What, what was it? Was, was it just my on dad, TV all the time? My dad, dad loved, loved that it. movie, and we watched right, it a nice. million times. It was always he put it on, and oh, yeah, I've seen that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What's your biggest fear? Ooh. Um, like fear of like, what do you mean? Like my anything? Is it anything. an object or is it like? It's it's literally whatever your brain translates that question to be. Um. No, there's. I don't. I can't. There's nothing that like I immediately think of. Oh, this could be the worst thing that could ever possibly happen. But I think a, a terrifying fear would be uh, dying. Through the route of being unable to breathe. That's, yeah, that that's, sounds that's, 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 that sounds pretty horrible. It sounds pretty horrible. Whether it's suffocation, drowning, I mean, like anything like that, that is terrifying to me. Yeah, that's good. An airway being constricted, that's mm-hmm. terrifying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I used to watch Baywatch as a kid, and anytime they'd go underwater, I'd hold my breath, and I'd just fucking lose it yeah. for how long they'd be <laughs> yeah. under there. Mm-hmm. Terrible. It's, it's scary. Um, if you could have any candy, would be like what's, what's your favorite Reese's Reese's, Reese's okay. peanut butter cups and then easy one yeah. childhood hero Arnold Schwarzenegger good answer <laughs> nice. kind of soap to use uh I just switched but it's oh god I think it's a Jergens 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 soap it's pretty good <laughs> someone gave your 18 year old self a thousand dollars what would they do with it oh no Probably something responsible, actually. If I got a thousand dollars, I would probably use it 
for college. One hundred percent, I would have used it. That's a very responsible answer. What about now? Someone gave you a thousand bucks. You can do whatever you want with it. Ooh, man. <laughs> oh, do I know what to do? Uh, I would have. Uh, I would keep it for now, but I would plan on making a big purchase, like a, a new car or something like that, or or a fun purchase, like. There's so many things I would do with it, but it would be a big, big fun. Well, purchase. come on, give me a fun purchase. You already floated oh, the idea. I'd give want, me something. I would want. Oh god. I already know what you're gonna say. What do you want to answer? Dirt bike. I would want a dirt bike. Oh, no, no, I <laughs> yeah, I would want a dirt bike. All right. Uh, biggest pet peeve in general, not about the job, just the biggest uh, pet peeve in life. I can't think too. I don't have too many. Like, you don't seem to be bothered very much. Yeah, I don't get. I mean, people are people. Uh, I don't know. I probably because my pet peeves, I probably do. Um, <laughs> like in traffic, just don't be, don't be completely irrelevant to people around you. Yeah, situational awareness. Please, please have situational awareness. awareness. Situational. If I'm behind awareness. you, new T-shirt, come and see. <laughs> I'm clearly you're in a turning lane that well, you're gonna be able to go straight, and I'm in behind you. You could be in the left lane, which would not prevent me from being able to make my right-hand turn, which this lane is also for. Um, you could maybe be a little bit more left in the lane or a little bit further. Don't sit there three feet back from when I could turn right if you're just three feet forward. Like, come on. People are ridiculous. What can you hey, say? You don't even to be started on driving. Yeah, yeah sure. we, we can get, We'll do a whole episode okay. about driving. Where do, you, where do you see yourself in ten years? I don't know. Um, still in healthcare, I would say probably more in like an office setting, an office like a, I would say like a um, like an a doctor's office a doc- or a doctor's uh, office. That could be administrative in the doctor's office. Maybe like a manager in charge or like a nursing manager or somewhere. I don't know. All right, that's fine. You have a tipping custom. What do you mean? Tipping at restaurants, restaurants or cabs or uh, I think tipping is very important. Um, I think those people are in the service industry and they are doing the job and taking a lot of crap. So you gotta tip accordingly. Mm-hmm. So I'd say the lowest you should tip is twenty percent in my opinion. Um, and if someone has really truly gone out of their way and really floored you, you tip that way because that's what they deserve. Good man. Good man. What is something you wish you'd learned earlier? Ooh, just read. Just re- I, I think that's that's a great. All answer. you need to do, you can do anything you want. If you just want to, you can just all the information is there. Just read about it. Just if you're interested in something, go online and read about it. Yeah. You, you know, people or in simple in class, you don't know how to do something, read somewhere to find out how to do. It. You don't need. Everyone telling you this way, this way, this way. Read your book. Read the instructions. Read. There's so many. Just read. Yeah. It's like don't good waste hunting. your don't waste <laughs> same, your time. Like you know, asking around. Just just read. Childhood celebrity crush. Oh no. <laughs> celebrity crush. And we're talking like like young formidable years, not like. You know, you're in high school and everything. So, wait, We're like, talking, like, early were on. Were they in a movie or something? Or, like, Movie, anything? TV, music, Any, any remotely famous. Who's that lady um, that was in Fantastic Four? The red-haired girl? No, 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 no. I think it's Jessica Alba. Jessica Alba? I think it's no, Jessica No, Alba. yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Who, yeah, it was yeah Jessica Alba. 
right? right. For not sure. only is that a good answer, but I think you might be the second person to say that. Really? Like, yeah, dude. That, she was. Yeah, yeah, Jessica Alba, super fun. That'd be funny. See, like I, 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 idle hands. She was so. Think of the right person, right? Jessica Alba. I don't yeah, know. it's it's. I'm right. <laughs> I'm, I'm either right, right or I'm editing it out. <laughs> either way, <laughs> moving on. Um, what's one thing you'd change about yourself? Um, laziness. Other than at work, I'm a little bit lazy at home. Um, I could do, I could try harder on things like working out. I don't push myself. I would say at home, if I make a meal, sometimes I will clean it up later. I think the best thing you can do is get things done when they need to be done and actively seek out things to do. That way you can get like ahead. I don't do that enough. Well, I could see coming back after a twelve-hour shift. And just being yeah, like, yeah. Maybe well, fuck screw <laughs> screw everything. Yeah, that. Yeah. Me time. <laughs> no, I get that though. Because there's there's no better feeling than, I mean, this is just me personally, but like, cooking, having everything ready and cleaning as you go. That yeah. way you're done with your meal, and, and then it's you like everything's to... clean too. Yep, I know it's clean. Nothing sets there and stinks. Like it's a good feeling. All right, what's the hardest time you ever laughed? Oh, there's been so many times. <laughs> First one that comes to mind. Oh no, there's so. Oh, there's been so many, and I can't. I can think. When you ask that question, I think of the most recent one. Mm-hmm. Go with that. Playing poker with my friends, and. There's a childhood one with me and you we, that I laughed a lot on. Do uh, both. Yeah, yeah just... I'll tell you. Oh, go, go to the poker one. We'll first, go to the though. poker one first. And we're sitting there playing poker and have a good hand. There's a couple kids who don't really know how to play poker that well. And now I'm starting to see that they're picking up on how to play poker. We're not playing for money. Everybody's learning, so this is great. So we're betting. And I'm getting real excited because I'm throwing down like large chips now like putting them in they're matching I'm like that's a great move like he actually there's a lot he could have I know what I have there's a lot they can have and so you're thinking they're really getting into the game so my buddy they're like okay show your hands and my we were all drinking at the time my friend had been really drunk he lays down his hand he sees my hand and I had a um a flush lay it down and he goes lays it down he goes ace king queen and I look at my friend and I go, what? Because he truly thought that that was a good hand. Ace, queen, king. We were playing Texas Hold'em. So a flush is fantastic. You know, not the best, but he lays it down with absolute confidence. And goes, ace, queen, king. And he had bet more than half of what he had. On the fact that he was pretty sure that ace, queen, king was pretty good. Excellent. Um... And then, oh, the childhood one with me. There was two. We um, we had been on the trampoline. Oh, and God. Kate, and Kate's being rowdy. And I tackled him. The trampoline netting snapped. And we got stuck in, like, a little sack. And my <laughs> face was, like, up against him. And his, you know, his legs are, like, up over your, my your, face. Your foot was on my face. And yeah. the only reason, the only way you could get out... Was if you put your foot yeah, on my face. And I'm just laughing. You were just like, I told you not to be this aggressive on the trampoline. And I was, that was. We're just hanging there like a ball sack on the trampoline. And this one's a little, little more graphic, but this is, this is a true story. He, I can't remember. 
he had been... For some reason, you spit really far, and it landed in my ear. It was <laughs> oh, yeah. like a flying willy. <laughs> it was like the middle. It was like early A winter. flying willy. I've it never heard that before. I love it. And I was like, oh my god. Completely grossed out. Middle of winter. And the pool still had some water in it, and I went and shoved my head <laughs> in the pool to get this out of my ear. That I, was, forgot, I forgot about that. That was, that was really funny. Fantastic. Uh, guilty pleasure. Ooh. Um, Oreos and milk. Ugh. Okay. And I'll, I'll, I'll down, this is why it's guilty, I'll down a whole double stacked Oreo, like, box in one sitting. Not a sleeve, a box. No, a, 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 whole, a whole box. A whole box. Oh, that's that's it. guilty. It's guilty yeah. as fuck, boy. <laughs> All right. Uh, what type of music do you like and why? Anything that sounds good, and I'll tell you why. Because I don't think there's any style that's, like, the best. I think if music sounds good, clearly it sounds good. And music is a form of entertainment, so that you shouldn't have a genre. I mean, you can. Maybe that's entertaining to you. But I think, if honestly, if it sounds good, I'm going to listen to it. I think that's a great answer. Because it's, never music is entertainment. Never yeah, you, you, we. I think everyone we interviewed was like this. Yeah, maybe everyone, this. Everyone has their particular stronghold. Yeah. but it is. Yeah, everything, yeah like, everything is good if you get the good stuff in. Yeah, it's if you get if a good song comes out, I'm sorry, but it's a good song. Yeah, people just you know it's it's a good song. I agree with that. Um, what's something you're bad at? Uh, organize being organized. Being organized. <laughs> All right, that's something. Uh, I think we already got into your sleep routine. Um, yeah. You don't have anything to add to that? To the just sleep to, routine? Just Yeah, the general sleep routine. Uh, Do you have drink a big glass of water before bed? Do you have tea? Do you have anything? No. I, no. I just, I'll, I'll sit there. I usually have... Um, do you have blackout curtains? Yes, sleep? I do have okay. blackout okay. curtains. That's, that's a, there that's we a fantastic go. point. I love uh, blackout curtains. They're excellent. I love the room cold and... Yes, also great. Fan. Mm-hmm. Fan on. White noise is like helps me go to sleep. Because your mind right, like, you know, goes through a lot of things, but the white noise, you can kind of like, you don't listen to like how quiet it is, and like you don't get stuck in just your thoughts. Like it's, ah, uh, I just go to bed. Yeah, excellent. All right, I'm going to end on this one, unless you have anything to add. Okay. If you could do anything, what would you do? And I mean the most fantastical anything. Like, literally, dream job, anything oh, it's you a could job. possibly do. A job. Well, I mean, just something to you, you occupy your life. You could be a football player, like, yeah. whatever you want. A job. If we're talking about a job. No, I mean, it could be a job. It I'd could be... a professional athlete, 100%. What type of athlete? Um, when I was young, I would say baseball or football, but now I would say a hockey player. Yeah? It's just what... I, I've never gone through, unfortunately, I've never gone through, like, I played duck hockey. I've never done anything real with it. Like, I played a lot of baseball. I played, like, 10, 12 years of baseball. But, like, looking at it now, really, truly, any team sport professionally would be amazing. That would be very exciting. And to get paid that much, wow, that would be beautiful. Yeah, excellent. Do you ever, you ever play with skates? I can I can skate. I've played on rollerblades, mm-hmm. um, but I've never actually played on ice which which i wish i could but um if i had the ability i would love to be able to do that no oh, that's fucking awesome i think that's a great way to end yeah awesome. thanks thanks for doing the no show problem thanks thank you for having me guys <laughs>